Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. So we are very pleased and excited to have Justin Rothling Chauffeur as our podcast guest today. And I think we're going to have a very fascinating conversation with Justin when I had a look at his website, he talks about living a high performance life and enhancing conscious leaders and lots of values. And Justin is from Florida and he talks about learning how to run your life like a business and balance your life, profit and loss. So this is going to be fascinating. Big welcome to you, Justin. Maybe you'd like to kick off with just a little intro. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I'm so excited to be here and uh, spend this time with you. And it's um, it, it's been a long journey to ultimately determine like what is high performance, and uh, it, the term has been so commercialized, so commoditized. Uh, you've got your, your high performance teas, high performance clothing, high performance bedding, high performance habits, and it's like what really is high performance anymore? because everybody's trying to take this term that had such power and such meaning and such efficacy 10, 15 years ago that it it was kind of foreign. And now it's really just taken off to be where like everybody can have high performance. Everything is high performance and it's, it's lost its, its power, its luster, it's, it's, it's beauty in, in a certain nature. And so, um, when we speak about high performance, when we're talking about high performance with both my fiance and I, it really comes back to creating that level of personalization, that level of um, individualization so that you can um, make sure that it is all about you and nobody else. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Justin. Uh, yeah, great, great to have you on the podcast as, as well, by the way. I think we're gonna have a, a really interesting conversation today. Um, so to kick things off, I've been having a sort of quick look at some of your uh, like previous roles in, in different different experiences, like the NHL, and then obviously being a founder of your own business as well. Um, so I think you'll have some really interesting views on like what leadership means to you, and then also more recently, kind of working with, as we mentioned, these like high performing clients you're working with, who I imagine in, in various different fields are kind of leaders in their own right. So just to kind of like kick things off, um, to just like a high level overview, what what does leadership mean to you? So leadership means to be seen and not heard. And what does that mean? So often the, the best leaders that, that we see out there, it's, it's barking orders or uh, telling people what the values are or telling people what um, the, uh, the, the, the direction in which they need to go. But if you look at the best leaders, the ones that have really done such an amazing job it is uh, the tom brady's of the world in in athletics it's the elon musks it's the jeff bezos yeah on the business side guys who don't just sit and bark orders but 
listen, understand what the landscape of their team is all about, understand the personalities of their team, understand the different characteristics in which need to be emitted and just sheerly having the presence, having focusing on your habits, focusing on uh, what makes you the best version of you. So as that leader going and doing what you know is going to help you perform at the best possible form, that presence, it emits this level of confidence. It emits this level of, wow, I need to be like that. That's what I need to do to the rest of the team. And as those habits start to be seen by the rest of your team, you just by being around all of a sudden begin to change the culture, change the, the way in which the rest of your team operates. And so it's the actions of which you're taking. And also when you choose to speak, it's not speaking at people, it's speaking with people by listening to what they are looking for, by understanding what it is that they have been uh, struggling with and then addressing the need. And that's what I've seen uh, across the board from both business and uh, athleticism or athletics, uh, the best leaders, they, they have that, that same characteristics involved. No, so I think you touched on some really, uh, some really poignant points there, uh, Justin. Um, and I, I, I like how you've kind of also got that sports background so you can draw some kind of parallels between, as you mentioned, like Tom Brady, perhaps something from the NHL as well, and like how that ties in with uh, like typical like leaders in business, like as you mentioned, Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos as well. And I think what you tied in as well about like listening and trying to understand people, I think is like some really important points who many of our other guests have also had on as well. And I think you touched on something there, which I really quite like, and that was about, um, and I think this kind of ties in with not necessarily like having to be in a, a leadership position as such, but like just being kind of like on top of your game in your, in your own right. And that kind of helps inspire other people as well and sort of like levels everyone else up. Do you think that would be like a fair thing to say? Definitely, but I think if you look at any leader, that's, that's doing a really good job, that people respect, that people want to emulate, that people want to say, you know what, like this guy's leading our team or this lady's leading our team. They, 95% of the time, they are going to have all of these habits extremely, like they're gonna have them in place. They're gonna have a solid morning routine. They're gonna have a solid rhythm between work and home life. They're going to look after themselves. They're going to eat well. They're going to um, uh, hydrate well. They are going to sleep well. They are going to uh, be dialed into themselves. And there was there's a book, uh, Tim Ferriss, Tool of Titans. And when he said the most successful people in the world, the, the best leaders in the world had one thing in common, and they were extreme self-experimenters. And what that means is that they were willing to try anything on themselves to be able to find which habits, which things worked best for themselves. And um, there, there's something that is, is very special there. When I was 13 years old, um, I, I kind of got turned on to that self-experimentation. I was very curious. I was always, I've always been a curious kid. And for me to uh, my goal was to play in the NHL as a player. And so I started to experiment on myself from, uh, I, I had uh, monitors connected to my head when I slept to measure brain waves. I had a heart rate monitor that measured my HRV and my peak heart rate, max heart rate, uh, average heart rate, lowest heart rate, so that I could start to 
look at these things. I measured what I ate. I measured what I drank. I was very, very regimented, very focused on the details that were going on. And I, I experimented with what worked best for me. And so I started to identify these habits that I continued to do over and over and over and over again. So all of a sudden, by the age of 20, I had the experience and understanding of what works for, for myself. For a lot of people that may never reach that goal or that that level in their entire lives. And so by doing that, it allowed me one word. It allowed me to be the most consistent version of myself every single day because it's talent that gets you noticed, but consistency that gets you paid. In, I'll say that one again. It's talent that gets you noticed, whether it's athletic talent, whether it's uh, intelligence, whether it's um, intuition, it, everything, everybody has a talent. Every single one of us has a talent. Every single one of us can be an extremely high performer. Every single one of us can be successful. But what we are not willing to do or what we lack is the consistency of which we uh, emit that or elicit that talent. And if we can encapsulate the ability to be more consistent and show that talent on a consistent basis, you're going to succeed at whatever you want. And for me, it was hockey and it allowed me to then uh, go through the, the rhymes and rigors of education. And it, it ended up paying for my, my doctorate. It did everything that I, that I did. And ultimately allowed me to then coach at that same NHL level um, and then uh, be, be around some of these absolute rock stars in, in business and have the fortune of now running a company with my, uh, my better half. And so in, when it comes back to it, it's identifying what habits work for you, experimenting with those, and then living them to a T, living authentically through those and being so consistent. And when you do that, the people who are around you, the people who are in your circle of influence, they now start to want to do the same thing. And if you're continually leveling everybody up and challenging them to be better, that team that, that you're operating with, it, it, you cannot stop a team like that. That team will continue to grow, that team will continue to flourish, and that team will continue to foster success um, even without the typical quote-unquote leadership of rah rah get in people's face and say let's go do things but simply leading by example and when you speak understanding what your team is truly looking for at that time i think i think you've got some really spot on points there Justin. i really i really enjoyed a lot of what you just said there and i think that kind of ties into being a little bit like being a sort of key person of influence type of thing where people kind of like naturally look up to, to what you're doing and that sort of thing and that ties in with like lever, leveling everyone else up in your team or your kind of your circle of influence. So I think that was a, a really good point. And I just kind of wanted to go back one step. And I think, cause I think it's really interesting. You've also got like that sports background as well. And now you're kind of transitioning into like a, the business side of things as well. So I guess this is like a two part question. Is there anything that you've sort of taken away specifically from like operating at quite a high level in the sports arena? And you've sort of like used that as a leadership um, kind of learning and taking it into business either for yourself or something that you feel like you could share that other business leaders might find useful themselves. Yeah, so there's so many parallels with sports and business. Uh, I mean, it's it's why when you see some of the best coaches, whether that were whether they're in the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the captains of of the teams, you see them just naturally fit and become speakers in the business world or um, help. Uh, create some type of, or, or maybe they have an entrepreneurial spirit themselves because 
anytime that you have a leader in in the sports world and, and i mean let's go to the one of the best leaders let's go with tom brady tom brady doesn't go and get in everyone's faces and say this is what you need to do this is what you need to do if he tried to manage or micromanage let's call it the entire team as to what each person was doing he himself wouldn't be able to show up and perform the way he does and continue to win day in and day out nor would he have the respect of everybody else that's along the way there but what he's able to do and you saw it with what he did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year is the guy won six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had not had a winning season in 15 20 years and all of a sudden he comes down there the first year they win the Super Bowl and it was his ability to level everybody else up around them and to make everybody whether they're a rookie whether they're a pro bowl veteran feel involved feel important and feel seen and that is an amazing amazing trait that parlays exactly over into business where if you can make every single person on your team feel seen feel heard feel uh, accepted they're going to have this massive level of respect for that leadership team and want to do work, want to do work. And it's all about how do you build those relationships? How do you build those relationships with the team members around you, with the people you are leading, with the people that are within your team and organization? And if you can create a solid relationship and a solid emotional connection, all of a sudden when the intellectual piece comes in, there is no doubt that they want to work for you and they want to win for you. There's, there was a study done at NYU that looked at when people purchase something and they go through two phases. One is an, uh, an emotional uh, quotient. The other is an intellectual quotient. If you can connect with somebody on an emotional quotient level, you increase your likelihood of purchasing intellectually by 87%. And so, think about it as leaders we, we use this word buy-in all the time what is buy-in that the people who are working for you are purchasing what you're selling in terms of leadership it's not a product it's not a service because that's probably what your company is selling but you're selling to people every moment of every single day we are selling right now to people on the podcast they're either gonna like and understand what you guys put out there for content or they're not if I have a team and I'm saying, hey, guys, this is the mission. This is where we're going. I'm trying to sell them on the mission. If I'm going out and I actually have a product that I'm selling, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, whether it's a, uh, a course, I'm trying to get somebody to buy that product or that, that item. So you're always selling. So you always have to connect emotionally with the people around you so that intellectually they can justify why they like you, why they respect you, why they want to be with you, why they want to buy from you. And that is, I think, the biggest thing that we can start to take a look at conversely between sport and, uh, and business as it always comes down to that level of buy-in. It always comes down to how hard am I going to work in order to accomplish the goal that we're setting out for. And if you can connect with somebody emotionally, if you can show that level of care, if you can show that level of intrinsicness and and dialed in to the, the the sheer dna of what they're operating with you you've got them you are winning and it will only take 
consistency of that to be uber, uber successful and be extraordinary at the end of the day. I really love that, Justin. Thank you. And I think you would you say you could bottle that up into the phrase of emotional intelligence? 100 percent. Absolutely. And I think that's where um, especially with own it and what we do is it's that outer and inner gen outer and inner energy connection. So everything we do has to do with that. everything in our being has to do with energy. And so uh, Elise, my better half is uh, does all of our inner energy aspects. So when she's building teams for companies or she's helping companies hire or she's helping companies change cultures, she always takes a look at the inner energy of which people are made up of. And it's seven levels. The bottom two are catabolic. The top five are anabolic. So catabolic kind of breaking down, conflict-oriented. Top five, more building up, positive, uh, uplifting, win-win situations, those types of things. And so if your company is resonating, say, at a 4.0, for example, that's just what every member of your team operates at both in stressed and non-stressed situations well if all of a sudden you're bringing on a new member of your team uh, a new member of the team and they operate at a two five or a three where do you think that connection is going to be with the rest of the team it's probably going to it's probably going to cause some conflict it's probably going to pull everybody's mm -hmm. resonating energy down and so if we can hire people or create situations or create um opportunity within the teams that we're hiring not just the right person from a resume standpoint but the right person from the personality the right person from the thought process the right person from the energy level you're going to continue to see that person thrive in your team and build that up continuously because it all comes down to as you, as you talked about that emotional intelligence the what the the awareness in which people operate and the earlier we can become aware, the more aware we can become, the more awoke we can become, the more conscious we can become, the more we are going to flourish continuously and uh, and consistently. And, and I go back to the right word consistent because that's what ultimately pushes everything forward at the end of the day. And it's keeping that momentum going, isn't it? On good days and not so good days, it's you know showing up and continuing to do it regardless of what's been thrown at you. And, and one of the questions we get asked from our listeners is they love to hear from leaders about how they cope with difficult situations and challenges. And as you say, keep that consistency going when you know the world feels a bit against you. How do you deal with that, Justin? What, what practical tips could you share with our listeners about how to deal with those really challenging times when they, they come? If you're a leader, you're going to face challenging times. It goes with the territory. So... Maybe some tips you could share um, for our listeners on that front. Yeah, absolutely. We, so we've got um, this, this little four-step process that we talked about. There are four, four levels of consciousness. And so what that looks like is anytime a stimulus comes in, you become aware of it. So it's the four A's. And you become aware. You know what? Yep. Tough decision. Tough situation tough loss, um, uh, somebody's unhappy, become aware of the situation. And then you pause. And there's power in that pause. And what you do during that pause is completely up to you. But in that pause, you allow the way you feel. 
you allow that? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it bitterness? Is it resentment? Is it happiness? Is it excitement? Is it joy? But you have to be first off aware of what it is and then allow yourself to feel that way because it's human. It's not right or wrong, whatever you're feeling. It's human nature. And so allow yourself to feel that way. And then you acknowledge it. So you acknowledge that it's there. You acknowledge you're feeling that way. You're allowing it. But then you, once you acknowledge you're there, it's now, okay, what action am I going to take that's going to put me in, again, going back to that energy level, that anabolic space, that, that win-win space. Perfect example is say my computer was at 7% right now. It's not, it's at 87, so we're good. But um, say my computer was at 7% and it was going to die and we're three quarters of the way through this. All of a sudden, I would, be, I would become aware of that. Okay, I've got some anxiety building up. I'm frustrated. I'm upset at myself that I didn't bring my charger to plug it in. And very easily, I could just say, okay, guys, I have to go. Um, I'm sorry. And then it's everybody's like, what's, what's going on? Like. This is, this is just a poor leadership B everybody else is now affected by it. But if I was like, okay, um, I've got 7%, I've got to pause. So just take a deep breath, think about what my options are. What I would do is then I would come back. I would acknowledge it. I'd allow that I'm feeling this way. I would run the situation by you guys and say, okay, what would it be like? I've got 7% left. Could I, uh, do you guys have 30 minutes later this afternoon to finish? Or do you guys have, um, is there something that we can do in the next five, 10 minutes to finish so that my computer has enough time? Rather than just, again, imploding and not being able to then continually perform at this level. So basically being aware of the situation, taking that time to pause, acknowledging and allowing and then taking action. And that action should always be in the, in the direction of that anabolic or of that anabolic energy, that up, that uplifting, that building and that positive side that will take us in that right direction. Now that doesn't mean that negative things are not going to happen. That doesn't mean that my computer is not going to die, but it means the way that I addressed it makes everybody else around me feel in a powerful state, feel like we're in control and feel like we have a plan and a way in which we're moving forward rather than just getting frustrated, getting mad, getting upset and creating conflict and negative energy around everything. Because we all know if you look at the metaphysics and uh, that go on around it, that are around us is everything is, is charged. Everything is charged either, either negatively or positively and negative energy is going to attract more negative energy. Positive energy is going to attract more positive energy. So if we can all of a sudden, like I said, allow, or sorry, acknowledge. So why, why am I getting this all confused right now? If we can be aware of what's going on, allow the feelings that we have, acknowledge it, and then take action, push in that positive direction. It is going to, again, put us in more positive, powerful states to lead in an effective way that your team will also take off of so that your results are what you're ultimately looking for. 
I think that's a really invaluable four-step process. How would you recommend that you know, listeners listening to that actually take that on board and implement that in their lives? Because there's a lot of power in that, Justin. But it's, think, you know, just how would you recommend that they take it away and use it? Yeah, so I think if, if you go back to that example, it's, and I mean, it all goes back to what you were talking about, about emotional intelligence, is I go through that process probably close to 30 or 40 times a day. Oh, wow. And it's the ability to be, again, it's, it's that level of awareness. So any situation that I have, I need to be, here, I'll, give, I'll give you a perfect example of what's going on. I'm down in here, here in Florida. I need, I have a flight tonight going back to New York City. I don't really want to go back to New York City tonight because I have the ability to stay until Saturday. Well, last night I could have changed my flight for, for free. There was no, no issues, no changes. And I said to my fiance, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it in the morning. Just going to do it in the morning. Well, when we look to change it over this morning, it's going to cost 400 bucks to change it. So it's the span of 12 hours, my making a decision of not doing that last night cost me $400 or the fact that I have to leave tonight, not Saturday. I'm aware of the situation. I could extreme, I could just get mad. I could get frustrated, go, this is stupid. This is dumb. And it could ruin my entire day. It could ruin my interactions with everybody today on my back to back to back meetings throughout, throughout the day. But instead I took a moment. And when you take that moment, this is where you have to figure out what works for you. And you have to have a, a, a bunch of a bunch of things that you can do. You can take a deep breath, you can close your eyes, you can visualize your happy place. You can take a five second walk. You can rub your arms. You can rub your earlobes. You can pinch your hand. There, there are so many things that you can do that are neurologically resetting you. And that's why somebody's like, well, what is the number one thing you do? There isn't one thing that you can do because if I'm in my office and there's nobody there, I'm actually might go and lay down on my back and breathe for five seconds. I might go through a 30 second yoga flow, but if I'm sitting in a room full of people, I can't lay down on my back and start breathing. So I might just like close my eyes. I might touch my head, might just under the table, rub my arms, I rub my hands together, something that is going to recenter me something that is going to take my nervous system from that sympathetic to that parasympathetic state that resting state so this morning as i got that news on the phone i literally closed my eyes took a couple breaths said okay thank you hung up said to elise hey what are our options and i said to her i'm so frustrated that we didn't do that last night it's totally okay that you're frustrated. It's totally okay that you're upset. It's totally okay that you're resentful that you may have to go back tonight rather than Saturday and go back to the uh, lockdown and doom and gloom of the gray skies in New York City right now versus the sunny skies of Florida. But I acknowledge that, hey, this is the situation I'm in. And then the action I took was to go about my day and to put in a request to have um, my points just switched over so that I can, ha it's gonna cost an extra 2000 points to fly back on, on Saturday night. 
So instead of getting mad, instead of getting flustered, instead of going, whatever, I guess I'll just go back tonight and be mad all day. He took that five, 10 second pause. We acknowledged where we were. We allowed the feelings that we had. We communicated. And the action that we took thus put us in a solution that and to find the result that we wanted. And that is, that's something that, like I said, I do now unconsciously 20, 30, 40 times a day on, on a multitude of scenarios in which come forward. So that's how you can take it from this level of, and, and again, it all goes back to this unconscious level where we're just going to react to things and not think about how we're showing up, but rather give us the moment, give us the opportunity to sit back and say, how do I want to show up? Uh, allow yourself to feel that the way that you're feeling acknowledge the way that you're feeling in the situation you're in, but then take action and take action in a way that's going to put you in a positive, high performing state that is anabolic in nature. And thus you're going to get those anabolic high performing positive results as well. Is it always going to turn out your way? Absolutely not, but you're better equipped to handle a loss or handle something negative so that the next interaction is positive. The next thing that comes your way is positive. And, and, and I mean, I can give examples of that where, um, you, uh, and let me think, for example, this morning we were doing our, um, workout with our zoom group, got probably 200 people that are on the zoom with Elise and I every morning. And, where we typically do it in the gym here, there was um, two group classes going on that typically were never on. They just kind of got added. So we go in there this morning at 10 minutes to, and again, we could have got flustered. We could have got upset. We could have got rattled. We could have got angry. We could have been like, well, what's going to happen? Ugh, we're not, we're going to be late. Instead, we're like, we both took a 30 second pause. What are we going to do? Hey, you know what? We can connect our phone to the Wi-Fi outside because we can connect to the Wi-Fi outside. We can set yoga mats outside and we can do our workout outside and give people a sunrise view this morning as we work out. So that's it. what we did. And everybody loved it. And everyone was like, this is so great. Why don't you do it outside every morning? <laughs> and so, those are the Those are the ways in which you can take negative situations and turn them into positives or also the negatives that you do feel they end up being a lot better. Does Tom Brady, has Tom Brady ever thrown an interception? Has he ever lost a game? A hundred percent he has, but he's never thrown an interception and then another interception again. He's able to park it. He's able to change that negative and come back and operate in a higher positive simply because you process it. You allow yourself to be there. What happened? It, 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 you're not ignoring what's going on. You're not, it, you're not falsely saying be positive, be positive, be positive in a negative situation. No, feel that, acknowledge it, know that it sucks, know that it's, it's losing a million dollars in a day as a company is not a good thing. It doesn't feel good, but you know what? If you change the way you operate and come back the next day, you won't lose another million dollars the next day. And that's where that perpetuation uh, and, and that leadership role of which you take can transform and transcend deep into your company, deep into your culture, deep into your team, so that consistently you're winning. Oh, I love that approach, 
Justin, and I think there is so much value in what you've said and being conscious about how you respond to things and always looking for the solution, which, you know, is so vital in the leadership role and the way you behave influences others and your energy has a massive impact on other people as well. So yes, that is, that's just so important and great examples that you shared there that our leaders are going that our listeners are going to really love really great forward straightforward process so thank you very much indeed for that you're very welcome (laughs) um we're just going to wrap up now justin because we've taken a lot of your valuable time and really appreciate that is there something you would like to share with our listeners maybe some project that you've got on the go that you would uh, like to share with them and perhaps how they could get in touch with you Absolutely. So um, again, Elise and I are always trying to provide value for for our listeners, for um, uh, teams, companies, people that are, uh, again, trying to find this level of uh, higher end leadership. And we've got uh, a strong community that we just try to, again, provide value to. So if you go to uh, masterinsixminutes.com, you can join uh, our community there. Uh, it'll give a whole bunch more information into that inner and outer energy piece. And um, uh, you can join the, uh, the email group, which again, there's no pitching, there's no selling in it. It's just simply high quality content, high quality um, video series, uh, emails that again, are just helping people guide through what this high performance journey looks like, what it means and, and how it can be applied to you. Um, and, uh, uh, again, once you're in that, once you're in that group, if you're like, Hey, I want to have a conversation with Justin or Elise, uh, there's ways in which to get in touch with us, but, um, that that's the, definitely the place that people can go and, uh, and get more information, uh, on us and, and just engage within the community with, uh, without any obligation, without any, uh, commitment, but just put your foot in and, and see how it feels. Well, I'd really recommend our, our listeners follow that through because you have provided immense value on this podcast and it's been really wonderful to chat with you. I really appreciate that. Um, We both really appreciate that, Justin. And uh, when you go back to New York and you've got the gray skies, well, (laughs) it's a bit like in England at the moment, I'm afraid. (laughs) I I hear you. It's one of those, and it's again, it's a choice every morning you make, hey, how can I make the best of it? How can I uh, get outside still and enjoy the uh, the weather and, and what it is that we we do have i mean uh, one th- one positive is you're not going to get a sunburn well we can keep the sunshine in our minds that's right <laughs> so uh, on that note a very big thank you and we look forward to staying in touch with you absolutely thank you so much guys I thank you thank yeah. you very much thanks very much for welcoming me justin thanks a lot Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.